you say momhood? Momhood. <gasps> Finally. Brandy Malloy, I <laughs> messed up. <laughs> Happy Wednesday, Orly. It's momhood. It's ne- Thanksgiving's Wait. next week. Wait, what's, who am I? What's happening? Oh my gosh. Okay. So guys, we start recording and I'm like, Hey, I'm so excited to hear all your ideas. And Orly just starts going on and on about all these gifts. I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? We're not talking about (laughs) gift guide yet. It's not December yet. We're talking about we are. And literally I was so excited about the gift guide. I actually I mean, I emailed and you'll all hear this next week. I emailed like my like six like coolest people and was like any gifts that you've gotten recently or you're planning on giving, you can share with me. So like I crowdsourced, I curated lots of ideas. I mean, I was ready to go. And then you said Thanksgiving and I was like, wait, what now? What's happening? You know, what's so cool is I know you guys are excited about our gift guide and all the presents that we're going to be giving and stuff because we keep getting DMs about, I can't wait for you guys to tell us all your ideas because you guys have gone to our Amazon pages and bought all these things, but not yet. I feel like what's nice is next week we will talk about all the things. It'll be before December. So I feel like that's still early. Yeah, no, you're right. And if you already have things that you've been looking at, you know, these Black Friday deals, honestly, they start now and they go through December. Like, long are the days where some of these gifts, you know, these discounts and stuff last three days. Like, it's not really that way anymore. You can always find a deal. Yeah, no, you're so right. You're so right. I jumped the gun. And uh, so so today we're going to, I'm actually excited because today we're going to talk about Thanksgiving and how it's going to look a little different this year, potentially, what we're each going to do. You have some awesome ideas per use that I can't wait to hear and some recipes and stuff. Um, so I'm stoked. This is going to be a happy one. And, and I, you know, I think we're probably going to get into some of the gratitude stuff, which is what Thanksgiving is all about. So it's going to be a happy little episode. I'm excited that you guys are joining us for a quick little break from your day and something that'll make you smile. Well, I feel like there's been such a big energy shift now, especially in Los Angeles, now that the weather is getting cooler. Like earlier today, this big like thing of fog just moved in right in front of my house. I was watching it like looks so eerie and it went from like 80 to 59. No joke. Love it. You're wearing a sweater right now. Like it's getting me so excited. We bought our first uh, artificial tree. We've always (gasps) done a real tree. Where did you get your tree from? Because I really want artificial and Michael is shutting me down. Okay, Michael, why can't we do both? Why can't we get a re- a tiny little real Charlie Brown tree Thank so you. it smells like pine and then get an artificial tree that you can have for like decades? Really? I'm so with you, especially cuz I'm the one that has to take it apart and reach into the back of the tree when the pine needles are like real needles and scrape you when you try to pull off like lights and stuff. Like it's and all me the that has sap. to do it. It's everywhere in the pine needle shed. And honestly, even though last year, because we've always done real trees, even though last year someone came and picked it up and they promised that it's going to be composted and put back into the earth, like we're still cutting down a tree. Yeah. That is going to take like eight more years to grow to that same height. So I kind of just started thinking about how, yeah, it's just more convenient to have an artificial tree. There's so many amazing brands out there like Balsam Hill and King of Christmas. Costco even has them now. World Market has them. Where did you buy from? Well, you'll have to wait and see. Oh, you because I Well, I did a poll on IG and I got a lot of different inputs. And so I'm saving the reveal. I just want to say I'm very offended that momhood does not get the jump. And that you're just going to make us like the rest of your social media okay. people. You know what? Ew. That's a good. Ew. No, confront me. Okay, let me. Okay, fine. 
Momhood, <laughs> I'll tell you something. So I did a poll and it was, I did a poll. I don't know yeah. why that made me think of like a stripper poll, but yeah, well. <laughs> I asked my audience online, uh-huh. should I do a flocked tree with like the fake snow and it looks yeah. kind of like bluish white or do I do a traditional like hunter green tree? Or there's like a blue spruce, which is like, it leans more yeah. of this really cool green blue. And I will tell you that I was so tempted to do a flock tree because oh. it felt it felt exciting to see the snow and <laughs> it felt different and modern. Oh. And I was like, I don't want to be traditional. And then I got a lot of DMs from a lot of you smart women out there saying, hold the phone, flock trees are very messy. And those little Ooh. white fake snow, even, even though it's like, you know, it's gone through the shake test or whatever, kids still it get sheds. into it. It sheds. And what if you get tired of it? Like you can always add really yeah. cool white ornaments and yeah. like garland. So I did not go for a flocked tree and I'm happy about that. All right. I'm going to accept the peanuts you just gave us. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. At least they were selfie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So what are you guys doing this Thanksgiving? What's your plan? I just assumed we were going to go to my in-law's house. And then I got a text from my mother-in-law saying, is everyone still going to do Thanksgiving here? And I was like, well, I thought that was the plan. So they have a really uh, spacious backyard. And when we celebrated Mother's Day and Father's Day, you know, just the five kids, you know, Mr. A is the oldest of five, yeah. um, came and all of us hung out and it was really nice. We we're outside. We got to all be together. So that's what we're doing. Beautiful. There was a huge part of me that wanted to, you know, go back to Arizona and just be with my family or make them come here. But, um, you know, the numbers are so high in California compared to like the small town my parents are from that that would yeah. just be silly. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're doing, you know, we usually have a huge group. We usually have like 35 people at my mom's house and she's been hosting it like my whole life. So even when I lived in New York, Mike and I would fly in for Thanksgiving and then stay there for Christmas. Um, And so my mom is doing it, but it's going to probably just be the immediate family. So it'll just be like me, my brother, my sister, and like our people and my parents. Um, And so it'll be a much smaller, you know, a much smaller crew, which I think will be good. I mean, it's, it's sad, but I feel like it's, it it actually feels like if there was ever a year for everyone to just do this like sort of mellow Mm -hmm. version, this is such an easy one. Like my grandmother, you know, I don't think we've talked about this actually, but my grandmother lost her husband, uh, last year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she just, it was so interesting. Actually, she called me on Saturday night to see, just to check in and see how I was doing. I had posted something on social media about how I had gone through a tough time and I felt like I was out of it. And I wrote like, if you listen to mom, who do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I was like, you guys are in on it, but for everyone else, I'm, I've come through this thing and she saw it. So she called me. She's like, you know, what's happening? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Wait, she's, can we just pause that grandma watches your Instagram stories? Oh yeah. No, she saw my, it was a feed post, but she does watch my stories too. But still she's on IG. I oh, love yeah. that. She's a, she's a boss. So she, she called me and she had said something really interesting where she was like, you know, I kept looking at the door and just waiting for John to walk through all this time, this whole year. I just keep looking at the door thinking he's going to come through at some point. He's going to be walking through. Like, she's like, I know that's not true, but I just keep thinking it. And she said like last week she had the realization that like, no, 
he's not going to come through the door. Like that's not going to happen. No. And she said, which I immediately started getting upset thinking, oh my gosh. And she said, it was so liberating. It was like, I can breathe and I can choose what's next. I can make a plan for what I'm going to do and, and know our life was beautiful, but, but move into something new now. And so she actually decided before my mom had decided to do this smaller thing, she said that there are like five other women close to where she lives, who unfortunately all became widows right around the same time. And so they thought about doing a Thanksgiving together because it's the first time they're really having Thanksgiving without their mm-hmm. spouse. And so she decided to do that. And so my, that was actually what started it. Cause my mom's like, you know, Oma's is not going to come. And, you know, we're thinking, you know, this group of the family is not going to come and we're thinking, and so she's like, maybe this is the year we just do us. So yeah. it was sort of not this like, because of COVID will be small. It like, wasn't that kind of a thought process. It just sort of naturally happened where it felt like the right year for those things. And, and it also just side note made me so like happy for my grandmother to have had that realization, like a little bit of a release that she's allowed to move on. Cause I think there's a feeling of guilt around that, you know? And, and so I thought how beautiful that she'll be able to spend this Thanksgiving I'm sure all of them will will share what they're most grateful for in the life they had with their husband and what they're grateful for moving forward. I'm sure mm-hmm. they're all going to do that. And I think that's such a beautiful thing, that community that they'll have. So Also, there's just something so special about being with your immediate family. Yeah. I yeah. hope that, you know, I know people are listening right now and they are, they don't want to let go of this idea that all the things that they expect from last year and the images that they're used to and all of those things aren't going to happen. I hope that instead, you know, they're taking a card from what you just said and just embracing the intimacy and the connection. I mean, when you have those big gatherings, I feel like you only spend time like talking to the person either beside you or right across from you. Like maybe there's a cheers and maybe everyone says one quick thing. I don't know what traditions you guys have. Um, but there's something nice about being able to just focus on a small group. Yeah. No, I think that's such a perfect way of putting it, like to celebrate the intimacy. That's Mm -hmm. such a great phrase and such a perfect shift of perspective because why not, why not take all those big traditions and sort of focus them more on this smaller group that can maybe go a little deeper or have bigger conversation, you know, with more people, like you're saying, as opposed to the one person you kind of spent the whole night talking to. Um, Yeah. So, so I'm excited. I think it's going to be a beautiful a beautiful, you know, night, no matter what. Do you guys have any traditions that you'll still do this year? No, I feel like almost like you're saying, because it's usually such a big group, there's almost no time. It's like, you know, we cook everything. So, you know, I know some people like bring it in, like we definitely cook everything. So there's always like a mad dash to the finish line and there's appetizers to be made. And then there's (laughs) the prep of the food. You know, it's like, there's almost no time. Um, I feel like the traditions are the food. You know, there's like one, yeah. one of my favorite things that my mom, there's two things my mom does as an appetizer. One that my grandma makes and one that she makes is one, my mom makes this amazing pumpkin soup and it's like, mm-hmm. she makes it like, it's like a pureed with like leeks and, and pumpkin and cumin and it's so yummy. And she puts it in this huge crock pot. So it just stays hot. And she has these little, I don't know what they're called. I feel like you'll know 
um, little ramekins. Yay, that's it. Ramekins. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like mini cups. And so you just sip them. Like you don't use a spoon. You just like drink them out of these little mini cups. And like, that's like such a tradition. Like it's still a little chilly. Everyone's outside with their like steaming soup and their little mini ramekins. And my grandmother makes something called vareniki. She's Russian. And it's basically like a potato stuffed dumpling. Ooh, like a pierogi. Yeah, like a pierogi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why she calls it Vedeniki. I don't know if it's different, but she makes mm-hmm. them from scratch and they have this huge like pancake grill that's normally made for pancakes and fry them so they're all crispy with a big thing of sour cream and chives and everyone just dips and it's like the kids' oh. favorite. But it's like those moments, those feel like the traditions, like the time frame. It's like it starts with the soup and the Vedeniki and then we move into the matzo ball soup, which is something that my mom makes, you know? And like, and like, it's just funny. It's like, that feels like our thing. We don't That's do That's so interesting. I even just love, you know, I'm into food. I love hearing what you guys make. And as you were talking about the soup, my mother-in-law also makes this squash soup with leeks. And, you know, there's sour cream on the side for the soup. And it is so delicious. Mm. And it's almost like everyone has to have their soup before we can move on to the next course. Yeah. But if you guys want to make make these Russian potato dumplings, oh. Costco has some amazing pierogies in the freezer section that I have been keeping in my freezer. They are so good. Oh my god! And I think I might just do that yeah, as an appetizer. It's a killer appetizer because it's got the like – it's got that like hearty, comfort. warm comfort. Yes. Yeah, but it's got the crunch and if you do the onions and, you know, it's got some – It's I mean, it is uh, – it's, they, they fly. Like my mom has to like ration them. She's like, ah, like she will like slap Doug's hand, my sister's husband. She's like, save some for everybody else. You also don't want to get full before the main course. So one of my favorite appetizers while we're talking about this is this, um, baked camembert wreath. I don't know if I've talked about this before. No. Doesn't matter because it is so good. So camembert cheese kind of reminds me of brie, but it's like a little more melty and Mm slightly more stinky and you can get it in a round. So a big round of cheese and you shave off the top. Okay guys. And then you put it in the center of your baking pan Okay, and you just get refrigerated dough. So you can get like your Pillsbury biscuit dough, breadstick dough, whatever you want. And you just take tiny little balls. You take the dough and you roll into tiny little balls and you start around the cheese just doing little balls and you keep going so that you actually make a wreath. So it's a wreath Stop. of bread around this cheese. Do you go on top or just around the you sides? Don't on top. Yeah. Around the sides. So okay. if you're thinking about like a flat wreath, yes. Yeah. Okay. Got this it. This is in the center. Yeah. And then the balls of bread are around it. Oh my then God. if you can, you want to take fresh rosemary, thyme, and you probably have this left over because of the turkey. So you know, set some aside. And so you chop up a whole bunch of fresh thyme and fresh rosemary. If you have sage, I like to also do some red chili flakes and flaky sea salt. And you sprinkle it on top of the cheese because you shave the top. So now you've exposed like that melty cheese. I'm telling you guys, I know some of your husbands aren't into brie or your kids, you know, because it's like a fancy cheese. Like I'm telling you, you put it in the oven at like 375. I'll make sure the link's below so you guys can actually follow the recipe. And you bake it until Dude. the bread is baked. 
it's still soft and the cheese gets so melty and everyone just goes around dipping the bread I'm so into the cheese. hungry right now. I can it's hear. so good. My mouth is watering and my stomach is gurgling. It's like, shut up, Randy. Oh my gosh, that sounds incredible. So I usually do that as an appetizer, but I think I'm going to do that and then my Costco pierogies, thanks to you. Dude, do it. It is, yeah. Oh man, that sounds incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. My mom hasn't assigned me my dish yet. I feel like I usually make a veggie. So is like normally the thing that like I um, sort of contribute. One of my favorite dishes though is another one of my grandmother's and it's cauliflower and baby carrots. And what she does is it doesn't sound good at all, but she steams them basically. So they're ready to go. <laughs> Just like the sound of it. You're like, oh, fantastic. No, is I think in a it big, sounds amazing. <laughs> I saw the judgment on your face. I saw it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, in a big pot, she then adds like tons of butter and breadcrumbs and fresh thyme. And it becomes this like crispy, buttery and the like thyme. I mean, it is one of the best things. It's another one of those that like the leftovers only get better. That like everyone- So do the carrots up- caramelize? Yeah. Yeah. The carrots. So everything will be basically like steamed. So it's cooked, but no, like, you know, it hasn't been sauteed or anything like that. And then it's the, the butter and the breadcrumbs and the thyme and all of that, that gets like mixed together. And it, and it becomes almost like it almost, the sauce almost gets thick. Like the breadcrumbs almost melt a little into the butter. So it becomes this like thick coating around the whole thing. And it is just, wow. Oh, it's so delicious. And it's, and it's easy. Like, I mean, you know, all other seasonings, you know, salt and pepper, and she usually adds a little bit of garlic salt or, or just garlic in there or whatever. Um, but it is just like with the mashed potatoes and the turkey and the corn, it's like the perfect, I'm so effing hungry right now. (laughs) This is the worst idea ever. Well, Thanksgiving is truly my favorite holiday and not just because of the food, but I feel like there's so much like connection and storytelling. Like it's all about sitting across from everyone. And sometimes after dinner, we'll do a puzzle. We'll hang out. We'll tell stories. Then it's time for dessert. Like you never leave the table. Yeah. And so it's just time together. Like it's really, truly meaningful time together. When I think of Thanksgiving, I just think of all the sides, you know, like I've never really been a huge fan of the turkey. There's so much pressure about like making a juicy turkey and the turkey turning out. And, you know, one year someone wants to fry it and then they want to try something else. And it's like, who cares about the turkey? Yeah. I want all the sides. And some of my other favorite sides, if you guys are looking for ideas to just change things up this year, there's this corn pudding that Paula Dean does that my mother-in-law also does. Paula Dean. <laughs> and it is so good. It's it's like creamed corn and cornbread and it's just squishy and creamy. <laughs> And it's just like a little something different. I know that, that sounds amazing. a lot of us do like the mashed potatoes, the green bean casserole, but I love these ideas of just like, what are different, unique family dishes that you can incorporate that aren't like so typical? Yeah. And you would think this is the year to do it because you're already deviating a little. So it's kind of like, why not? Like throw something new in there. And plus it's a smaller group of people. So you're, it's not like you're making this huge batch that if it's not really a huge hit, like, oh my gosh, what a waste of food, what a waste of whatever. Like you could make smaller little batches because we're smaller groups. So you can be experimental, maybe even come up with a new favorite for when things get back to normal and you have your big group. But this year was the year to like test it out and fine tune it and then bring it to the big kahuna next year. I did an IGTV on Saturday, very sporadic, of um, my loaded mashed potatoes. And I make them in the slow cooker. 
And so I'll put the link down below too, but I love it because I feel like even if you are having an intimate Thanksgiving, no one wants to spend all the time in the kitchen, especially if you don't have other people helping you like you're used to. Yeah. You know, for the people that are listening right now, and it's just going to be your nuclear family, it's you, your spouse and your kids, or maybe one other family. Um, And so you make these in the slow cooker and there's three types of cheeses. My secret weapon is cream cheese always. Like cream cheese and mashed potatoes just makes it rich and decadent and super good. Wow. I've never used cream cheese. I've used sour cream. But never cream cheese. It's a totally different flavor. It makes them velvety. Oh my gosh. That sounds I mean, incredible. And if you use like gold potatoes, like a Yukon gold potato instead of a russet or instead of something else fancy, I mean, they're so buttery because the potato itself is so buttery. Yeah. And then you add the richness of the cream cheese. And it's nice because you can kind of set it and forget it. You know, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's things you can kind of be like, okay, I need to set the timer for this, but those you can just leave alone. And, um, Millie even helped me make them by mashing them by hand. And then I just put the lid on and then there's, they're warm and ready to go. What do you guys do for dessert? Everyone brings stuff. So I feel like we have like those key people. Usually we have those key people in the family who are like, you know, the dessert people and they always bring my sister usually does something she's amazing with dessert um mm. and my brother's girlfriend edin is really wait coming- wait wait when did when did he get a girlfriend oh it's been going on for a bit they oh my gosh for, they, they've been together for a while now she is the best we're all oh. obsessed with her and she is incredible at making desserts and like every time it's something new so first of all, oh like we God. did Shabbat dinner. We did Shabbat dinner last Friday and she made homemade challah, like homemade challah bread. That was what? incredible. Okay. Yeah, like, she's trying to impress. Good oh no. for her. She just, this is like, this is like her. Like she's just always doing it. When we were in Big Bear, she made this incredible, and I don't even know what it's called. You might. It's a dessert that's, that you use these crackers in the shape of a triangle so you put like a cracker okay. on the bottom and then you put this, it's like a, almost like a custard filling in the middle. And then you put like a cracker on the side and another one on the side to make a triangle. Uh-huh. I don't even know how she did it. And then you like refrigerate it so that you can cut it into like cake slices. And it's this like dark chocolate covered with these really yummy crackers, but they're like sweet crackers with this custard inside that gets really cold. I mean, insane. Okay. But, like, no, you need to find the recipe for that. I, I don't know I if you're describing it correctly, but probably that sounds not. so good. It's, it's probably the best, one of the best Is desserts it like I've ever had. Is it icebox cake? Like, like it's cookies and custard, Yeah, maybe whipped cream. And then you put it in the fridge or the icebox and then you slice it. Like maybe it sounds so incredible. It, it really is. And, and the thing that's crazy is like every time she brings something new, so it's like, you're just like, what the hell? She started a, um, I don't know if she's even posting on it yet. She's going to kill me. She started an Instagram page because she wants to kind of like maybe start doing this. She's a teacher, but she wants to maybe start doing this. So it's, let me find the exact spelling of it. So first of all, her family is Israeli. And so she sometimes has like an accent with things. So when she okay. says, when she says yummy, she says it like with an A, yummy. So she goes, oh, that's so yummy. And so she was, <laughs> so, so she's calling it Lil Yummies. Like instead of little yummies, it's so cute. It's so cute. So it's, I'm looking right now, it's still private, but little yummies. And so she makes all these little things because there'll be like these little yummy desserts. And and so every time she does that, we're always like, ooh, yummy. Um, But so she's now like queen dessert bringer. 
So I have no idea what she's going to bring, but I can't freaking wait. It's going to be epic because it's always that something makes me beautiful. So excited. When I first started dating Mr. A, we met like the end of October. And then the first time I met his mom, she invited us, me, to Thanksgiving dinner yeah. three weeks later. Oh my God. And I was like, I have to make something good. I got to impress the family. And I did. <laughs> I made an Oreo peanut butter pie. But just, it's very special. Like, it's all handmade and delicious and decadent. And I remember finding out that his family loves peanut butter. And like, I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to score. And I did because they all loved it. And I was like, yes, I've been accepted into the family because I made the most amazing dessert. And then after the first year, I'm like, okay, cool, I'm good. And then I just kind of passed the baton to the brothers. And yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Just whatever, whatever. I, I love that. I want to do something different this year. I'm trying to think. Um, I might have Millie help me. I feel like that's one thing I want to do is like come up with recipes that her and I make together. Because I yeah. have like recipes that his mom makes and my mom used to make. But I want to start really developing recipes that are strictly her and I, you know, and like our family recipes and what inspires us and what's different. Even if it's just like the shape of the pie, like we do a whole bunch of mini ones or I don't know. So that's something that I really want to do this year to make it exciting and fun. And yeah. So cute. That's such a good idea. I love the idea too of puzzles. Like we used to be such a puzzle family. And even when we were in Big Bear, we brought a puzzle, but we've never thought to do a puzzle like in an evening because the ones we do are always like, you know, 5,000 pieces and they take like days, weeks or whatever. But I wonder whether we could get a good, simple mini puzzle that we could set up. I love that idea. Oh my gosh. You got to get on a swap. I know. A I puzzle always... swap? <laughs> a mom swap or a community swap. Yeah. <laughs> I talk like, I seriously thought that like a puzzle swap was its own thing. I'm like, there's there puzzle might, swaps? There probably is. There probably is because there was puzzles listed on my community swap the other day, but they were like 100 pieces for little kids. Yeah. I love playing cards. We do that with my family. We don't yes. ever do that with, actually we do, we have done that with my husband's family, but it's more of a Malloy thing. But yeah, I think it's fun to, you should order a puzzle. Yeah. Or get a puzzle, like starting new traditions. Last week I did some volunteer work at the Boys and Girls Clubs of Santa Monica. Oh. And it remi- and I told Millie what I was doing. I said, I'm gonna go visit some kids who don't have anything. And they didn't. I was in the hood. It was intense. Yeah. And I got to do some really cool surprises with World Market and surprise them with things. And it was awesome. And we had a dance party. And I told Millie where I was going. And then when I got back, I told her how it went and just kind of planting the seed of her realizing she wants to go come with me next time. I'm going to start yeah. doing like some outdoor cooking classes oh. at the boys and girls club. Yeah. And just bringing everything like, Oh my I got gosh. The tables, I got the ingredients. Like let's talk about food. Let's talk about ingredients and nutrition and what it means. And maybe even sending them off with some groceries to bring back home. Brandy, this is amazing. Well, oh my gosh. I'm, Here's the thing, guys. I I really do think there's power in being a silent giver. So let me just say that right now. I think there's a lot of power in in not sharing the cool things that we do for others. But I also think it's really important that we talk about cool things that we can do because I'm hoping that this sparks ideas Mm -hmm. for anyone listening. You know, Millie turned three in July and she's definitely at the age now where it's not just an idea. Like she's starting to understand what it means. And so uh, I was talking about talking to Mr. A about what can we do for Thanksgiving? 
where we can incorporate like Millie and Sunny and what can we do to give back? And so if you guys have any cool ideas that you do with your family, oh. let us know. We did some homeless kits last year that yep. were really cool. Um, or even if it's something small to reach out to your neighbors, like when we dropped off those fresh flowers to our neighbors with like a little note, Yeah, I mean, it just, it was so fulfilling and, you know, neighbors still stop by and say stuff, but there are a lot of people that are not spending Thanksgiving with anyone. Um, and it's it really, I know we have so many moms that listen, but I know there's a lot of you that listen that don't have families and don't have children of your own. And, um, there is a way to still connect with people and connect with community either through service or volunteer work, or even just like setting up a zoom happy hour or zoom party with people. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to have that connection because Thanksgiving is so much about that. Even I love that idea of during on actual Thanksgiving day during that sort of like appetizer portion that that's when you zoom in and it's cause like, that's like when it's sort of like people aren't seated, everyone's mm-hmm. mingling. We're like, that's when you have like the laptop open. Like we could do that with Mike's family. Well, maybe not Mike's cause yes. by then they'd be eating dinner cause they're in New York, but still whatever. Like we could do that with like all my cousins who are not going to be coming this year where we could have it open and it could be like, cheers. Hey, Hey, like at that yes. time when we would normally just be like walking around and chatting. Um, so setting up like a happy hour zoom for before dinner, like a pre-dinner zoom. I think so. That's actually a really, really fun idea. I'm going to see if we can do that with my cousins. There's also cool like trivia things you can do, you know, with family virtually. Um, yeah. Even like just a five minute FaceTime call or something is actually big. Uh, I know that we talked a little bit about gratitude, but something that I love is you can set up like a little area for people to write things about other people, affirmations or um, different things that they appreciate. Because I think when you go around the table, oftentimes it puts people on the spot and they feel like they have to say something I don't know if they feel like they have to say something about every single person or just about their family, but I think it would be cool if you guys do like a gratitude jar or gratitude tree or something where you just set up like little pieces of paper. You write down things about whoever you want. Yeah. You write their name on the back, but then at the table, someone pulls them out and the person whose name they read it about themselves. Oh, I love that. And it can be unanimous, you know, or anonymous. Unanimous. <laughs> it can also Everyone. be unanimous. <laughs> Everyone loves you. <laughs> and you know what I think actually could be a fun way of, because I feel like, and maybe only I'm thinking of this, but maybe not. Maybe some of you are thinking about this. Where like, what if someone gets left out and no one says anything about them? One cool thing could be where like, you have everyone's name written 10 times on a piece of paper. So as you grab them to write it, you can see like who hasn't been, so you make sure that everyone's name gets done 10 times or something so that it's not like, holy shit, nobody mentioned so-and-so or everyone did grandma and no one did everyone else. Um, that way there's, it's sort of, you make sure that everyone's, um, being included in some kind of way. But I think that is, I love that because I do, I always feel that way when we do the, like, I'm thankful for, I feel like, oh, here we go. Like, I don't like it personally. And like, I'm pretty, touchy-feely with my emotions. And like, even me, I'm like, nah, this is annoying. <laughs> well, and also sometimes you just can't think of something right then and there. And someone before you like g- gave the greatest toast. They're like teary eyed. Yeah. Something that we did when I used to teach confirmation is we would going back to your idea, Orly, is you write everyone's name on one piece of, on 
their piece of paper. So like Orly, you have a piece of paper that says Orly. I have one that says Brandy. You leave them somewhere. Ah, yes. And then you kind of pass it around. And even if you write one word, we used to do this, like what is one word, you know, hardworking, that's it. And then the person gets their paper and they read five words or six words that someone has said and it sparks a conversation and they can have that with them and just put it up in their, you know, bathroom mirror and look at it. I love so that. don't overcomplicate. I love all these ideas because I never want someone to feel left out, but yeah. this is the time, like this is the time for us to really tell people how we feel I think that's so cute. And you could even, if you have either like a Polaroid camera or Mm -hmm. like one of the, you know, cameras that you can earn a printer in your house that you can print, even like either photo, a photo before, or it just makes me think like, if you read a bunch of things, beautiful things that someone said about you, I'm sure that there would be some kind of shift in your energy and like, just like a, a something that like, even if you take a picture right after you read all those things and you put that on it so that like, when you take that piece of paper home, it's like, a photo of you in that moment where you felt really like loved and really seen and appreciated. Plus all these beautiful things that someone wrote about you that you get to go home with and keep. Um, I mean, that's just all the cutest. I can't take that. That's too much. I love it. And like, you know, we don't see, um, Chris has a brother who's married and has a baby and like, we don't, you know, hang out with them. We don't see them that often, but I feel like that would force me to think about like inside jokes or other examples of times where we've done something or I've noticed something that they might not even remember. Yeah, Absolutely. It's important for us to get out of our comfort zone, guys. It's important. And like as moms, as people in this community, whether you're a mom or not, you're a dad, whoever's listening, like that's what momhood stands for is, you know, doing the right thing, coming up with these ideas, like forcing our families to remember what's important. And it is. Who cares about the food? I mean, some of you are probably like, oh, I'm picking it up for my grocery store. I'm getting, you know, a honey baked ham and my kids want macaroni. It's more about just this, this time yeah. connecting and talking, listening. And um, oh, I hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving. I know. I, I think know. everyone's it's, just ready for it. Everyone's ready for it. You and know? it's going gonna, it's gonna to be beautiful. It, it, it's going to be beautiful. It is. I think everyone's going to switch into a mode where they look around at the people there and they're going to be grateful that those are the people that are there and that that's part of who their family is and they'll enjoy it. it you know, it was funny as I was thinking the other day, like, I feel like when you're in a, I don't know if I'm able to verbalize this quite right, but I feel like when you're in a good place, when you're really doing, you know, sort of doing a gratitude practice, you're feeling confident, you're feeling good, you're appreciative of, you know, what's going on in in your life. and, And in general, you feel good. It's like everything is like macro. Like you really are focusing on the big things, the things that matter. And when you're in a low place because you're going through something or stress, everything's very micro. You're obsessed with the little things. The little things bother you. You notice the little things. Whereas when you're in a positive place, it's like you rise above those and you just don't even see them anymore. So if you start noticing yourself, like I've been feeling so good lately that I don't want to feel myself going back to where I was feeling the last few months. I started noticing that, that like when I notice I do, it's when I start paying attention to the little things that really don't matter. And yeah. so if you notice that in yourself, that you're noticing those little things in general, as you're gearing up for yes. Thanksgiving and maybe getting stressed about not being with people or feeling frustrated that this is, you know, shutting down again or whatever, like focusing on only the bigger things and trying to like go macro, not micro or something like that. I felt like it was a a little trigger for me as like a call, like, I don't know, it like popped me out of it. It like woke me up a little bit. I'm like, Ooh, I'm focusing on little things that don't matter. 
the big things are all great. That's like when we talked last week when I was like, I went through my list and I was like, holy cow, the only thing I would want to work on is career. How lucky am I? Like, those are all macro things. Those are the big things that matter. The little, please, the little things, they just don't matter when, when all is said and done. So if you start feeling yourself stressed, you know. Even without this pandemic, I know that the holidays are also big triggers for a lot of you. And I think about those things. I know that sometimes there's not a lot of positive thoughts around the holidays. And for our listeners that live in cold areas, like seasonal depression is real. Or, um, you know, if you've had a loss in your life, whether it's job or family, like it's hard. And so I hope that um, you guys also know that, you know, you're not alone and that you can focus on like you're waking up, you can move your body, you have your health, you have your community, you have your family and friends. And, um, yeah, yeah. I, I do think it's important to just think about all the good things, even if you have to make a list, even if yeah. like those hard things are just trying to pull you down and drag you down because we are getting closer to the holidays. And sometimes that can be a trigger for people. Um, know that it doesn't have to be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope that this gave you guys some good. It definitely gave me ideas because I obviously came into this ill prepared. <laughs> I can't wait to know what gifts you came up with. That's well, now what I, I'm excited. Now about. I feel like the game. I know. I'm actually prepared for next week. Now I feel like it's like they better be good. <laughs> I mean, I'm you know I've got all the time in the world now to tweak it. But I think they are good. There's some really good ideas um, that are just like fun and and you know happy fun things. Some useful ones. All sorts of good stuff. So I'm still mad I haven't bought the pressure washer yet. Yeah. What the hell. I don't know why I have it. And every time I walk in my driveway, and we just moved into this place. There's like, yeah. I don't even know what someone spilled, but I'm like, I need that pressure washer. And it's like $30. So now it's, now it's like, I might as well just make it a stocking stuffer for Mr. A. Even though oh yeah. Yeah, you should actually. Right? That's a good one. It'll you fit know, perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Yay. If you guys have any really cool gifts and especially small businesses, send us a link over on Instagram. We have an entire community there at Momhood Show. Send us a DM with their profile. I would love to check them out and feature them. Yeah. And uh, I just found out that a lot of our moms in our community are not only part of our Momhood page on Facebook, but they're doing some cool pop-ups for their small businesses. So a lot of times we promote each other. Like that is the goal. So make sure you're part of our Facebook group so you can be a part of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you guys, well, you have a beautiful week. Send us all the messages and all the DMs. You know, we love it so much and uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye.